Hello everyone and welcome back to the 343 Football Podcast. It's your host Jaffa and once again I'm joined by Qudama. Hello. Ali. Hi. And Daud. Hello. How's everyone doing lads? I know bad. Not bad. Yeah, I mean we obviously we haven't recorded for quite a while. We actually went on a bit of a holiday, feeling nice and refreshed. Um we're going to kick things off with a trivia question. I know that we're going to do a Champions League theme podcast this week, but it's just going to be a normal question. Now, can anyone tell me when Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday play against each other, what is that derby known as? No clue. No clue. Wait, Sheffield Wednesday versus Sheffield United. What's Sheffield the name United. of that derby? Oh my god. What are Sheffield known for? <sighs> Mate, I'm s- I've never even heard of this. The Potter's Derby, no. It's not Potters. a Potter's Derby. Potters Potters derby. Oh, is that Stoke or something, bro? Stoke, man. Ali, you're the Derby connoisseur. The iron is steel, the steel something Derby. Look, sh- sh- they're known for steelworks. Keep, keep on that line. They're known for steelworks. It's it's um, the Copper Derby. Nope. No, 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 it's not like that. It's that was uh, on the right lines, though. It's the. Right. Can he get his first point on the board? Yeah. The aluminium derby. Yeah. It's not the aluminium <laughs> derby. Lu- aluminium. <laughs> the steel rivalry. Nope. All right. The fo- the forgery. You you don't know it, Ali. No, I don't the blacksmith know. derby. Uh, it's it's to do with steel works, so it's like. Is it just the steel derby? Uh, close, but I feel like I should. G- shall I give the point to Dowd? Well, just I'll give one a, point to Dowd. I I'll guess. give you half a point. It's the steel city derby. Steel city. There you go. But you you got the right lines, and I think. Wait, what's Sheffield I, Wednesday's I wouldn't have got nickname? That. I, I wouldn't have got the last bit. Sorry, what's Sheffield Wednesday's nickname? Yeah, uh, the owls. Owls. Okay. Okay. The no, no, the yeah, owls. no. I got the blades. Blades versus owls. Yeah. 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 I mean, that puts uh, Dowd on level points with Newcastle United for the season. So yes. congratulations to him. Well, they only have a half a point. No. No. We're getting a one point. We've played like we've only got half a point. I'll say all of that. But yeah, that that's uh, uh, Dowd on the board on the trivia quiz questions. Whoop. And um, we've just watched. Uh, the first round of the Champions League action, um, some very interesting fixtures in there. One of them was very iconic, and that's the one that we're going to start with. Liverpool against AC Milan. A replay of the replay, because they played each other in famous finals in 2005-2007. Ali, will come to you first on this one. Uh, great game, wasn't it? 3-2. How did you think of it? What did you think of it, sorry? Unbelievable. The two European giants, uh, the biggest team in England against the biggest team in Italy, on... Eh? On a European basis. Money night will play. On a European no, basis. On, on a yeah. European basis. Fair enough. I Fair can enough. accept. I Fair can enough. accept yeah, that. Yeah, on yeah, a European basis. basis. We'll accept the asterisk. Right. No, it's not even asterisk. They've no, won no, the it's, most. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tr- it's facts. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why you're getting better for, right? For it's 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 a truth, you know. Uh, what you call it? AC Milan have more Champions Leagues and Juventus and Inter, and Liverpool have double Manchester United, triple and Chelsea. So just facts. Unbelievable game. Game. Uh, game. Uh, <laughs> My blood pressure was off the roof. It was just constant pressure. Salah, Jota, even Origi. Origi was playing playing well, running the channels really well. Just the the, the killer goal wasn't there in the first half, and that was the issue. And yeah. uh, Maidan, the Milan goalkeeper, did absolutely well. And so, was the, so did the centre-backs. Was the Origi selection tactical, or was that just like a rotation thing? Like it was more of a rotation there? thing. Hmm. You think? Yeah, I thought. Is that I why thought Van Dijk didn't play as well? He didn't. Yeah, start. it was definitely a rotation thing. Yeah. I thought he you know, get well, some minutes for for Gomez and get some minutes for Origi since he hasn't played yeah. for a while. You know, and Mane hasn't really been you know very much. You call it? He hasn't been informed. Informed. Just a quick point. What yeah. was the thing that Klopp was talking about Origi afterwards? He was talking about uh, 
well, why are we talk? Why are we talking about this? Let's talk about the game. Oh yeah, so, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I was saying. Just a quick one. Uh, you just talked about how no one's went in for Origi. That's all. Oh, in terms of buying him. Yeah, that's what. Oh, it was. interesting. In terms of the actual game, there was a bit of a shame that Zlatan missed it, isn't it? Because he, he would have been in Man, piece in the in the. I don't story. give a fuck. I don't give two fucks <laughs> about that. I was happy he wasn't playing it. Um, he would have stepped up because it's a big game. Big man, big occasion, yeah. even though he's not won a Champions League before, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be with this Milan team, that's for sure. And I mean, it was, it's their first time back in, yeah. in yeah. what, seven years, I think? And, it's been a uh, while. The team definitely, like, you know, you, you're talking about two big European giants, but the golfing quality between the current teams now, I mean, fair play to Milan, they put in a good fight, but, you know, you look at the scoreboard and you think that way, but, you know, if you looked at, if you watch the match... Liverpool really should have been out of sight by the end what of the What happened that caused it to go 2-1? Like, was it just a lapse in concentration? or Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, in that first half, it clearly showed his best parts and his worst parts of his game. Going forward, uh, England's best right-back, has all the talent in the world. Unfortunately, when it comes to def- defending, he's terrible. He's out of position yeah, half the time. The word terrible, that's, that's yeah, a strong... No, no, he's so really he, he's not even a passable defender? I, I wouldn't say he's a right-back. I'll just say mm. he's a right, right-sided player. Didn't you just say he's England's best right back? Going f- going forward, yeah. All oh, right, sorry, going forward. Apologies. Going forward, yeah. But when you call him a right-sided player, that that means you're t- saying to me that he doesn't even have a set position because you didn't <laughs> say right midfielder or right winger. If, yeah, but where do you where do you see Trent on the pitch most of the time? He's you, definitely inside he's, the opposition's half. Yeah, so that's why I see him as right side. So I think player. like with Trent, he needs a team like Liverpool, I think, because to hide his shortcomings. Because if he was playing in a regular mid-table team, I don't think he'd survive in the right back slot for long. Nah, he'll be exposed big time. You know, uh, normally Van Dyke or Gomez is always covering that. And Gomez used to play right back at one point when yeah. Trent used to rest. That was just to make the defence a bit more solid. So, but no, constant pressure. Liverpool did amazing until like the 40th minute and then just collapsed. It was just a lapse of, I felt like just a lapse of concentration uh, for like five minutes. And uh, Milan just ca- um, pounced on it. Yeah. Uh, and they couldn't just, you know, if if, if Milan played like that, uh, those five ten minutes uh, for the whole match, they would have probably won. I don't think they could because they couldn't match Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea? Uh, Liverpool's uh, energy though, like Liverpool's pressing when they turn it on, it was just night and day between uh, Milan and them. But and I think you know, you're right about that. And I think with Klopp choosing to rotate, you sort of sensed the like how he viewed Milan as a threat as well in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like Champions League first Champions League game of the season, and you choose to rest Van Dijk and uh, you know start Origi. Chose goes to show how probably little threat he saw in Milan but fair play to them I mean it's a young squad so many of the players their first ever uh, Champions League caps if you can call them that or appearances so you know to get th- two goals at Anfield fair enough and I mean it just shows that like the big teams when they p- don't play well you know that old cliche and when you have a like attack with Salah and Mane and Firmino you, you can pull out results yeah, I thought sure. Thiago had a good game though Thiago, when he came on Thiago did yeah. have a good game but I'll tell you what I was watching more of the uh, AC Milan players than Liverpool players because I know what Liverpool can do I was I was impressed with Tomori even though there was an own goal there you know he was solid at the back when Tonali came on I was quite impressed with him uh, Rebic is you know he's always been consistent when he was yeah. at Frankfurt he was part of that famous front three of him yeah. uh, Hala and Lukajovic it was great composure on the uh, second yeah. to like pass that off instead of shooting. Yeah, and also the the keeper that they bought from Lille, uh, Magnan. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, he was a big part of the title-winning team at Lille last season, and you know, he, surprised he no one else went in for the penalty him. against Salah. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Often it was, good, Salah it was a good penalty. Penalty. Was that Salah's well? first penalty miss for Liverpool. No, I've seen him no, miss a few. But normally, uh, 
he goes down the middle, but it's never that low. It's yeah, it's like it's usually it's, roof of the net yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite disappointing. I I always like close my eyes when I do watch penalties. I'm like crap, <laughs> I can't watch this. But you know, credit to Milan, they did no, well. Yeah, they've, they've got some interesting pieces in the team. I mean, in terms of just looking at the group as a whole, Dowd, obviously you've got Atletico Madrid and Porto in the other two teams. They drew nil nil on the night. Can you see a possibility where East Milan progresses from this group, or is it a battle for the Europa spot between them and Porto that you foresee? I just feel like Madrid, uh, Athletic Madrid, sorry, um, have too much of a uh, like good team to to uh, to win against. Porto could pick up some points. Liverpool, if they lapse it, but Liverpool are looking, you know, as good as ever uh, with their full strength team. I, I don't think yeah, they've got a chance, to be honest with I'm you. I'm not even considering the possibility it, of Liverpool messing up in this group. It's, just, o- it's only the top two, yeah. and for some reason, am I, am I thinking the World Cup where the third position... Uh, yeah, there's nothing no, like no, that no. in Champions League. I don't know why, but you know things are changing so much, but yeah. so something it's, like it, that in Champions League. Europa League. Yeah, just Europa League, but not Europa to advance. League, yeah, yeah, not to advance, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's uh, um, and uh, Liverpool. Which, by the way, is, as a separate point, I really wish they would stop the third-place team in Champions League dropping down to the Europa I think that's good. No, I don't because I, I don't like. You first of all, you shouldn't be re- you shouldn't League. be rewarded for having a shortcoming in your group, right? And second of all, those teams are qualified for the Europa League. They're buzzing, man. That's a chance to win a trophy. If you're dropping the Champions League standard teams down in there, that, that eliminates that chance massively. I can see that argument, and you know I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think there are some advantages to it. For one, it does actually elevate the status of the it. Europa League, and you know, it like elevates as it a much lot. as you don't like, you want to see fair competition. Like at the end of the day. It's a business like they bring money in and that adds prestige to the Europa League. Like it, yeah. there are some teams that have won it that started it. Like not every team that drops the Champions. I League only league. like it's it very when rare, but the Champions happens. League team gets embarrassed eventually. Like last year when Villarreal smashed Man United in the final. Exactly, <laughs> prime example. So I mean pros and cons to it, but I like it to be honest. All right, um, we'll get into the second game then that we're going to discuss. The probably the game of the night to be honest. Nine goal thriller, Manchester City six, RB Leipzig three. Probably the derby, well, it's not really a derby, but it's a match between two teams that aren't exactly universally liked. But uh, let's talk about Man City for a second, Dowd. Obviously, the showpiece signing that they had in the summer is Jack Grealish. And a lot of people were saying, you know, why spend that money on Grealish when you've already got, you know, a loaded squad with loads of, like, attacking sort of wingers slash second strikers. Why not get Harry Kane? But he had a great game, and can can we see that Grealish might lead them to Champions League glory? Yeah, uh, possibly. I think it's always uh, on Pep for the Champions League, in my personal opinion. Over the last three years, each of those pivotal games where they should have won, for some reason, there's just a, a really weird um, selection uh, of uh, players or formation or tactics that loses it for them. If he gets it right, then they're, gonna, they're you know they're, they're the clear favourites to win it, in my personal opinion. They've got one of the strongest teams. The only thing is, is that uh, recognised striker, um, you know, that person leading the front, um, you know. The, uh, they scored six goals, so they don't even have yeah, that guy. Well, that's the thing. They, they, they've been doing it for ages, yeah. but yeah. it's that match winner. I mean, they've got loads of match winners. It's hard to say. I don't know, like, for example, okay, um, the Chelsea uh, game last year, at the Champions League final, there was no strikers on. A bit similar to what happened today, right? Yeah. They've they've got a really good uh, record of playing without a striker, playing very fluid football, very attacking football with all attacking wingers, and winning games. Yet he, you know, yet that failed uh, in the Champions League final. Like on the toughest 
challenges it yeah, doesn't work kind but of but it it makes sense why he, you know it makes sense why he tried it like you know don't um what I'm trying to say is basically like he needed somebody to bring on a, a recognized striker to bully the center backs whereas this way is just pressure 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 the vast majority of teams just really want to win that one match in the Champions League final they'll just pip a goal whereas these type of matches where you you know both teams are going at, it, at each other uh it it's a lot more open ended yeah. and the wingers can thrive yeah, I think it was just exactly what you expected to see. Like Leipzig and the Bundesliga in general, just known for the highest lines possible. And Man City, probably one of the few teams in, in England that does that as well. It kind of reminded me of like in the lead up to the Man City-Napoli game back when Sarri was there. Like Sarri ball and everyone expected a goal fest because it was like two attacking teams. And it, like that one didn't end up being a goal fest, but this one did. Mm. I mean, imagine being in Kunku in, in Kunku. Yeah, Nkunku, 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 yeah. yeah, and scoring a hat trick away in the Champions League, and you know, not even being close yeah. to winning the game. So, so let's talk about let's the the RB Leipzig side of things then, and even the Club Bruges side of things in that group, because PSG and Club Bruges are the other two teams. Can you foresee Kudama a possibility where one of Bruges or Leipzig can qualify ahead of PSG or Man City? Uh, I mean, I think like uh, unfortunately chose to watch the PSG game over all the uh, other bangers that happened in, in the week just because of the pull of Mbappe, Neymar and Messi starting for the, uh, for the first time together and I was pretty surprised at how I mean I, I shouldn't be surprised but I was that the lack of chemistry showed pretty mm. uh, early on in the game I mean PSG on paper are the favourites right but if they can't gel quickly and quickly enough then the Champions League will punish you man like so Leipzig is a team a that chance. plays with insane chemistry like a lot of their players you know they're they're a solid team as, as much as people don't like them and they can like score against you like man city's defense is not bad i mean to sit like to put it mildly and to put three past them at the etihad is, is still pretty impressive yeah club bruge i mean they showed some you know some good fight against psg but ultimately like yeah and i think the other quality in the group i don't think they'll if they get lucky they'll get the Europa League to be honest and I feel sorry for Leipzig to be honest in a sense that they've lost their two main centre-backs in Konate and Upamecano yeah. and they just lost Abit to, to Bayern Munich so fair play to them if they're able to still compete in the Champions League group because they have been weakened for sure by the summer activity and um, yeah I, for me I was impressed with Club Bruges as well I think we need to shout them out I would not be surprised I'm saying it now I would not be surprised if one of PSG or Man City failed to qualify yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen but it wouldn't shock me, I think. Like, uh, Especially, I, I think it's probably more likely to be PSG than Man City. Because uh, to what you alluded to, I think there were some chemistry issues to sort out. That would be one hell of a headline. When you bring in Ramos, Donnarumma, Wijnaldum and Messi. And Messi, and uh, you don't even progress past the group stage. Hakimi as well. <laughs> Messi in the Europa Hakimi, League, man. Hakimi played pretty well. I, I, he's, I, I feel like he everywhere well. he goes, he, he plays really well. I don't understand how he gets... All these moves, like I would, if I was a club, I'd be wanting to keep well, him. Well, you know, Milan won was because of financial fair players, or, yeah. or he'd have been at Milan still. And that was his, like, yeah. where he cemented himself as a top right back. Otherwise, and then the Dortmund one was a loan as well. I think Real Madrid. Dortmund, uh, he played a class at Dortmund. Yeah, but it was a two-year loan. Madrid brought him back and sold him. No, but Real Madrid had a buyback clause, didn't they, from Inter? Yeah, they did. Wrong? But why did? Oh, yeah, maybe maybe they just thought Carvajal was good. Is Probably still cementing that right back spot. But it's so not going to be Odrio Zola, so it's quite strange. They've only got <laughs> one main right back. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Messi in the Europa League is an interesting thought. Has he ever played in the Europa League? No. He's what if, and this will lead us on to our third game, what if Messi and Ronaldo face off in the Europa League? Because oh. uh, Man United's start to the group didn't exactly go well, did well, it? Well, they're not going to break in, records. In the Europa League. <laughs> oh, that would be, be hilarious. 
yeah, so I just want to shout out West Ham for one reason. They're, they're not playing in the Champions League, but their decision to loan Jesse Lingard, have him play unbelievably well for them, for Oli to trust him in a Champions League match, for him to give away the ball for the winning goal for young boys. I thought that was absolutely beautiful, so thank you, West Ham. <laughs> Shout out, is that is that your transition into the into the United match then? It is indeed. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Go on, Dad. What's your assessment of that match? Will it be oh, reflective man. of the group to come, or was it just an off night? Nah, it was. I think anybody who saw it, um, the first eighty-five minutes, it was uh, United were a lot stronger. The Aruman Bissaka red card is the is the pivotal point. After that, we just weird tactics of um, just sitting back and not really trying anything. And I'm glad he took off Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandez. A lot of people, especially in the commentary, were saying, "Well, these are the best players. You know, the best outlet of goals." I was like, "You know what? I can tell what Oli wants to do. He wants to." That's a, probably a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. I can't wait to roast you. I right thought the now. Ronaldo sub made sense because the guy is not no, a target take, man and he wasn't getting any service and like he's not gonna, you know, run he, the channels and stuff. But the Bruno one was kind of weird. I thought. Nah, I know, I know why he did it, man. Like these, these players are not. These players are like uh, they're luxury players in a sense. Fernandez is a little bit less because he he actually tries really hard, uh, no matter what minute of the match. Um, but we you need to protect the players. He was saying, actually, you know what? We'll just edge out for a draw because that's all we were doing. We were literally. It was like it must against have been, young boys, though. It must have been a training match. I'm I'm genuinely being serious. Like Ollie's tactics were so off. Like I genuinely I, well, didn't see you know, any you know outlet. The last podcast which I, which we recorded. What did I say? What's gonna be the downfall of Manchester United winning the league? No, I'm just I'm just saying. What did I say? You said Ollie. It, it, yeah. Yeah, so, but I, I, I said Oli will be the problem. Like no, 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 no. I, remember the conversation. I remember the conversation, and what you said is when you have a player like Ronaldo, it doesn't matter about the coach. Okay, guess what? You took him off. Well, well, that's that's Oli, that's Oli for you. No, but he, I am. Uh, you know, we're, we're, well, when well, you well, got a player well, like Ronaldo, when you got a player well, like Ronaldo, you, you're gonna win. And Ronaldo, you know, what a, what a finish. Bro, you got punched up by young boys. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? It's the red card. Uh, it's the uh, red card. Yeah, and right. it's a red and red card which was deserved as well. It's yeah. Ollie's so uh, shitty tactics. Actually, I want to I want to ask you one question. Horrific. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Sancho so far? Because I'm telling you, like in the minutes I've seen him, that guy. Looks Have you not? Do so you not see him in Dortmund? Do you not see him at Dortmund? Talking about no, him in him the, I've seen him with his new team. Yeah, I know. Did you not see him at Dortmund though? Yeah, I did, of course. Okay, but there's so a lot you, of people you, who so doubt uh, transitioning successfully from the Bundesliga to a different league. 100%. Because a lot of people put look doubt at, look on at the Werner, bro. Look at Werner. One hundred percent. But if you remember th- distinctively, or uh, was it three years he was with them? He had so many uh, spells where he just nothing would work for him. It, w- it looked like he wasn't even, like he didn't even gel into the team. And then he'll have periods like 16, 18 matches where fucking hell, like that's this guy is period, amazing. Bro. That's about nearly a quarter of a season, a third of a season. Yeah, he is dry the stars, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he. I don't know what it is with Sancho. He's got very hot and cold moments, and the hot moments are quite long, so it masks over mm. the colder moments. Um, I see what you're trying to say, but like, I feel like he that just looked like a lost boy out there, man. Like no pun intended. I genuinely, I, it rem- I was watching it as, as reminiscent of when I was watching him at Dortmund. I was thinking, what the hell is this guy about? He's nothing. And then you see the matches where he plays amazing. He's got the link up with Haaland with Royce. It's just, yeah, it's different. Uh, I think it's it's just going to take time. You don't think this is a, uh, like, 
manifestation of the warnings Dortmund fans were always saying about him like being played on the right. They were saying like he's not a right winger. He's not. A right I disagree winger. because Man United recruitment is would. W- there's enough there that they would have thought. Actually, you know what? We've been trying to bid for this guy a lot earlier, right? And why would they bid for him this season, even though with COVID and everything? Why would they go for a player that was a bit more? I don't know. Let's use that money for Harry Kane, for example. We've got enough wingers. We've got Rashford. We've got Greenwood. We've got Fernandez. We've got Mata. We've got Diallo. only two wingers. Do we've Fernandez got Diallo. and Mata really count as wingers? No. He plays as a winger. Who? Fernandez. Does Mata even count as a squad player anymore? Maybe. When I can't remember the last time I saw him like alive. Europa League final was it? <laughs> Alright, let me Maybe, see. Yeah, genuine. <laughs> nah, he, he, he plays. He plays. But I'm giving you a few examples. I'm giving but you to a few. be fair, it is hot take season at the moment, especially when it's only like four or five games in yeah, the that's season. True. You're so gonna he, get these extreme. He, he played nineteen games last year. You're gonna have matter. to give Sancho more matches to sort of you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Sa- Sancho will be a success. The issue is the coach, and I said that before. It's the coach. Who, who did he lose to at the beginning of last season and start of the Champions League? Man like Demobar. Istanbul Bashakshe. Man, you had skill with the back, bro. Shout out to Dembaba, by the way. That's, what, that's why I brought it in. Thank you. Yeah, man. You know. We wish him you, a successful... You, it, uh, it, you look at Oli's record in Champions League. It's woeful, bro. Even I, I have a better I'll record be in Champions you, League. I was even more pissed off at his reception of it. Like, I felt like I would have been even more angry given what happened last year, that he should be trying to absolutely uh, bulldoze every single team and not play a very negative type of football, even though we're 10 men down. Our, our team's good enough to roll these guys so over. Let's, but let's we talk about the team because we always talk about the coach and we all know his deficiencies. But I want to get into one player because, you know, speaking about hot takes, I genuinely don't think Juan Bissaka is that good. I have to say. Like, I don't right. know, Qadem, what's okay. your opinion Would on you Juan say, Bissaka? I mean, okay. he's the, uh, you know... Ali was talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold being the best right-back in England when he's going forward. Juan Bissaka is the opposite, isn't he? I mean, he's a great defensive uh, right-back. Tackle master. You know, that's what you need back in 2011, uh, 2002, let alone 2011, man. Like, you need someone who's up and down the wing that can provide in both areas of the pitch. And Juan Bissaka, offensively, he's just tragic, let's be honest. Like, I would have uh, Manquillo over him at Newcastle if it was going to be an attacking-minded coach. But defensively, obviously... He's, you can put a sliding tackle in fair play, but you can put a slide. You can put. He, he, nobody, no, nobody in the Premier League has a better tackling. Uh, no, but my point is that he's so bad going forward that even his defensive solidity enough, doesn't though? make up for it. Look at well, Aspilicueta. Yeah, he's, he's definitely improved. Look especially at with Ronaldo in now, he put loads of crosses in. Look yes, at Aspilicueta. Um, yeah, like that guy going forward isn't, you know, the best right back in the world. But he has it in him to like whip in a, an amazing cross every now and again. Like remember his connection with Morata when he first joined Chelsea. And yeah, yeah. Even Tuesday night when he whipped it in for Lukaku for the winner. I mean, but he's more of a like you would consider a defensive-minded fullback, and you know he slots in at centre back here and there. Well, whereas Juan Bissaka doesn't even co- contribute anything in the attack. He, he he doesn't, and I think it's the tactics because at Crystal Palace he did. He had he had um, a lot more games where he was a lot more effective going forward. He had more of the. The uh, the room to do that, yeah. I don't know, like the permissions to do that by the manager. I I don't understand what we've got wrong with our fullbacks. I don't understand what he's doing with Van der Beek. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what type again, of football he wants to play. Van it's Beek, not bro. the Man United way. Van der Beek yeah, feels like a mistake signing. I bro, have to be that that's a player I would take to Liverpool to replace Wijnaldum. Van der Beek. Yeah. When I, mean, I see him play, he plays well. He I'll just doesn't honest, play in the right place. Play since Ajax, man, like that guy doesn't even. He shows up for a few minutes in a, in a season. And that's he's, he's dying for some game time, man. He's actually dying. Like, uh, man, RIP. The, the way Jose Marino was treating Luke Shaw, this is how I feel Ali's treating Van der Beek. Yeah, 100%. The guy bought him and then doesn't play him. And then when he does play, he plays half decent. No, and no, then no, just doesn't play him for. But, but Luke Shaw wasn't bought by Marino, he was bought by Van Hal. There's a difference there. Yeah, yeah, true. 100%. 
But yeah. Wan Bissaka was a really good purchase. I a hundred percent he's one of the best uh, right backs that we've got in the Premier League. Bro, he, no, way. no, he isn't. But in terms of his utilization, it's probably one of the worst. And I'll give you this hundred. Yeah, I do agree. He's probably one of the worst going forward. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and also when you have someone like Sancho, who needs space to operate. It's always good to have an overlapping fullback that can also cause a threat and give defenders problems. Which, if which you're going to play Sancho on the right, you need to give him an attacking yeah, minded yeah, right back. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Well. And, you know, he doesn't have that in Juan Bissaka. So, but I he mean, doesn't have that in any of the tactics. Diego Dalot came on and he, I felt like he was um, like pissing Oli off by actually doing those overlapping runs. It was like he used to run right to the halfway line and then just stop. It was like, okay, I'm not allowed to go any further. It's just, it's just a weird defensive approach that Oli's got like there's no like m- like room of um creativity for the for the fullbacks whereas Chelsea oh, they use their wing backs absolutely amazingly don't they yeah. pressuring um attacking defending I, I don't know so I thought I think uh, although I started the discussion talking about individual play you've sort of brought it back to tactics and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's weaknesses <laughs> so uh, Ali's vindication keeps on going we'll see how the sort of the group stage pans out I just want to sort of Ask about the group in general. Ali, do you think that this is just going to be like a famous night for young boys? Or can you see them qualifying? So the other two teams drew in the first game. That's Atalanta and Villarreal. It's a relatively easy group uh, from a Man United point of view. So I think we aren't going to think that they're not going to fail to qualify, are we? Just based off their opening night. And what about young boys' chances to qualify? No, nah, young boys are going to be, be fourth place. Fourth was, place? Yeah. It was, they got jammy, let's be honest. Mm. You know, if you look at the quality of Atalanta and uh, Villarreal... And then you got Manchester United, which will probably top the group anyways, yeah. regardless of this loss. So, yeah. so you don't even think like uh, Villarreal no. or Atalanta have anything to worry about in no. terms of? Yeah, I think the Villarreal and Atalanta just have two, two teams. really good coaches, coaches yeah. as well, Gasparini and uh, Emery. So they'll probably have it uh, in them to see off young boys. Well, I mean, they are good coaches, but I think they should loan David Wagner for the games against Man United because apparently he's he's got a pension for beating Man United. He did oh, it with Huddersfield yeah. as well. <laughs> Damn, oh, like fuck man. Wagner. <laughs> nah, I rate the lad. <laughs> I like him too. Yeah, sound guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a very entertaining night for anyone who dislikes Man United. So that's three quarters of the podcast, and uh, and out, and out. I'm not a sadist. We'll see how it goes in match day two, but that that, uh, that should wrap up the discussion for us lads with the Champions League this week. Is there anything anyone wants to bring up? Just any interesting sort of football tidbit that they've seen in the last few days? Uh. Not really. Just thought the um, there were some other interesting games that happened. Is Halle uh, going to win the top scorer? Or yeah, Halle getting a crazy night and Barcelona getting somewhat embarrassed again. I was just own, about to say. Uh, I, I thought you'd touch on the the Barcelona not registering any shots on target. Yeah. You know, I, I watched that game and I felt obviously Bayern's way better and Bayern were playing at half speed as well. Like you already know how embarrassing it is when Bayern against Barcelona is a chance for Bayern to not even give it their role and still win comfortably. Yeah. The worst part for Barcelona is I thought they actually gave it their role as well. Like, that was the maximum every player on that pitch had to offer. They, their decline is so steep. It's incredible. Like, Messi or no Messi, I, I feel like if Messi was playing in that game, it would have been, what, 3-1 maybe? Like, no, I think it would have been even worse, to be honest. Because of the defensive work. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the best part of that night, for me personally, was that the stat that came out that this is the first time Barcelona have lost their opening fixture in the Champions League since... Uh, 1997. Does anyone know who beat them? Newcastle United. Yeah. Inspired by Faustino Asprilla's hat. Asprilla masterclass. So you know, as a team that I get a point. I get a point. Now, <laughs> 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 your question is not yet there. You know, when you follow a team that's so far away from the Champions League, it might as well be in a different sport. It's always nice when you're like kind of shoehorned in there. Like, oh yeah, we, what, we exist. Yeah. The highlight on that game were on Sky Sports uh, last week. 
Yeah. And then Osprey was there talking about it. So, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, classic and game. And now like we have uh, Joe Linton as a South American to look forward to watching. Uh, the biggest money laundering scheme. I've noticed something about our podcast is that somehow we always squeeze a Newcastle reference into it and it's always so depressing. All that. Like, just get back yeah. to other teams, please. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that um, thing where uh, Newcastle versus Man United was the most watched uh, game ever in the Premier League? How would that? How did, ju- I, I was surprised because it wasn't even broadcasted. It's the Joel Linton effect. Yeah, it's the Joel Linton. That doesn't make sense though. The most, <laughs> is that like just the highlights uploaded online? The no, most it's viewed? the most watched live. I'm guessing international because it was in the blackout the 3 p.m. I'm surprised because there's been way bigger games since international broadcasting. I just purely think it's Ronaldo and Man United and then Newcastle. Newcastle's got a big following, you know. No, not Manchester United. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Get that right, bro. That isn't... Literally Manchester United. He's playing for Manchester United. Yeah, but it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It's the brand of CRSM, bro. It's the Jordan thing. It's the United... See how, uh, times. Bro, you got touched like, by young boys. End of. Let's not talk about Manchester. If that, match, if that match was Man City against Newcastle and Ronaldo joined Man City, the viewing figures would probably be the same. Yeah. Nah, it, yeah. Man City don't have that. Man City don't have that reach like United do. United have a reach worldwide. Yeah. United I mean, also get. And then you've the got Mr. Worldwide, not Pitbull, sorry, uh, Mr. Worldwide coming around. It's a, it's a match made in 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 the galaxy. How are you trying to burgle this, bro? Look, look, right. Manchester United, look, you've had a you've had a hor- like a blunder in the Champions League. It's okay. Stop trying to bring it back to beating Newcastle United. Bro, man, it's to okay. Be fair, this is the like the epitome of the, how Man United fans have been since they became man. shy. They always talk about shirt bro, sales and I'm, merchandise I mean, and commercial. I mean, we bro, can, can you tell me who's your next noodle sponsorship? I is mean, it Endomi or is it Magic? <laughs> can you tell me, please? I'm really interested. I mean, we all can, bro, you're can agree. Like we're not, man. Who's your tractor sponsor these days? We're not as deluded as Arsenal fans. Go on. We can all agree on that. I don't know. He's down close nah, there right can, now. We can agree on that, but I mean, it would. Uh, yeah, to be fair, you've uh, never blamed the rain for a defeat until you do that. Then <laughs> <laughs> coming soon, no. But you see that thing when you're comparing yourself to like saying Man City don't have that pull. That Guardiola was asking fans to come to the stadium. Oh uh, yeah, against they Southampton. Can't even, they can't even sell out their own stadium, man. Like, really? All, all those players and all Damn. that success, and you can't even sell out a forty-five thousand stadium. I don't get that, you know. Like, how can there not be that many people in Manchester willing to go see players like De Bruyne and Morris? Like. If that was Newcastle, you'd be on a 30-year waiting list for a season ticket. Oh, my days. 100%. Just Man City are just, you know, they're shit. <laughs> no shit. They're just not as big as Manchester United. Get it right, bro. Nah. They're, that, they're not even one cent. means winning like five Premier Leagues in seven years. Or I'm just saying, wait till Newcastle get bought out by the Saudi owners. I yeah, don't well. think that's going to happen. I, but, if it uh, happens. We'll, we'll be talking more about the Premier League, hopefully, on Monday. There's, there's loads of cracking fixtures oh, coming up on the weekend. Oh, I don't know if I could do Monday, guys. Going to Liverpool. Not for real? Yeah. Is that Did you see the game? No, unfortunately, uh, stadium tour. Oh, fair enough. Wedding present, which was delayed by COVID. So. Oh, oh, right. Enjoy that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, if Liverpool were played, I would have tried to get t- tickets, but Everton are playing Norwich, so that was the second best thing in Liverpool. Uh, you're not going to go watch Everton so on you? No, I'm not really. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Wait a minute. No, Liverpool are playing home. No, they're not. They are on Monday. It's, he's, on, he's there on Monday. Oh, Monday. No, I, I, I'm there. Not this weekend, next weekend, I mean. Ah, right, 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 right. Fair enough. All right, well, thanks a lot for the discussion, lads, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, bro. Adios. Thank you.